I have it. kissed so many dudes <laughs> on on the cheek. On that note, yeah, I I am telling you, I'll if I go out and I'm having one of those moments, I'll grab my, my buddy's face and I'll just give him a fucking kiss right on his forehead. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. There's a little, there's a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys, do you guys feel the, uh, it's a little bit of tension well, in the air. It's like a it's thick static <sighs> fog. You know, I got to say something. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going into details because it's heavy. It's personal stuff, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of crapped out and, uh, mm. and, uh, then Adam's kind of crapped out. Mm-hmm. And so the two of the three of us are in a crapped out mood a little bit. Mm. The neat part though, and, and another reason why I love you guys is you know, and we and this is only probably only the second time I think we've kind of shared it on the on the radio for, you know, shit over a year now, and obviously it's happened more more so than not. And when when Sal says crapped out, everyone's like, oh yeah, we have a bad day. You bump your real no, cur- this is, car. This is big shit. This is big shit that we're big, not at liberty to discuss. Yeah, yeah, this is big stuff going on. It just happens to be both of us and stuff like that are at the same time right now. And uh, you know, but at the same time too, I also think it's <clears throat> it's a great topic, um, because. This is the type, there's always something. And one of my favorite quotes is, there's no such thing as big problems, only problems that we make big. Mm. You know, uh, and and it really is that way. It's all about your outlook on on what's going on. And I I truly, uh, I try and look at the the silver lining and everything everything that that comes our way. Well, I think we should clarify too, because we're not going into details, people are going to speculate like crazy. Like, no one's dying. So nobody's there's no chronic illness something like that. Uh, mind pump is great, so it has nothing to do with the business. It's just personal stuff, um, but uh, it's heavy, it's hard stuff. And you're absolutely right, dude. Uh, you, when you go through life, you're going to encounter shit that's going to be hard and heavy, um, and sometimes devastating. You know, the death of a loved one. I mean, unfortunately, that's the one guarantee in life, right? Is that you're not going to be here forever. Um, sometimes you have illness. There's divorce. There's all these you know, loss of a job. There's all these horrible, horrible challenges that everybody um, will have to encounter. And some of them have to encounter more than others. And I think the only thing, the only controllable in the world really is your attitude and, and you know, how you perceive them or how you allow yourself to perceive them. Because I know myself personally, it's hard for me to be down for a long time. That doesn't mean that the issue went away. It doesn't mean that I've solved the problem. Sometimes problems can't be solved. Mm-hmm. It just means that I... It's I it's it doesn't feel good. I mean, it doesn't fucking feel good to be down, to feel shitty, yeah. to be under stress. And I know this, and I recognize it. And after a, a period of time, I can't do it. I refuse to do it because I don't want to feel shitty anymore. So it becomes a decision. Do you have uh? Do you guys have like exercises that you do or things that you uh you kind of tend to lean towards when when this happens? Because obviously this happens in our life multiple times, and, and more probably more often than people realize. You know, uh, are, do you guys have tendencies that you tend to do after? Well, after? That's usually when I start like <laughs> trying to go for PRs and doing like crazy intensive lifts because like I have to divert this energy into something that's, you know. Justin's so the aggressor, right? Oh, he's, my, he's, yeah. like, he's like, very... I'm mad. He's like, I'm going to go put a fucking hole. I'm going to go <laughs> put a fucking hole in the wall. Yeah. So it's usually when I do underground bare yeah. knuckle fighting. That's when I. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the Fight Club pretty much the takes fight care club, of it for sure. Yeah. No, for for me it's cocaine. I just do a lot of cocaine, <laughs> and I just you know immediately feel better. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Doug, I'm Doug's ass just puckered up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I fucking saw it like, from remember here. Remember those disclaimers we talked about, guys? Yeah. No, I'm joking. Here, here's my here's my thing. Okay, so we, you have some like your your major circles, family, your relationship, uh, work. Um, you know, whether you're working for somebody or in our case, we work, some of us work for people and we have entrepreneurship going on. We all kinds of stuff. Right. So when one of these things and it, it, to me, I feel like there's always something going on with, with one of them, you know, one of them's then I think the way, um, I get through this stuff is the negative energy that I feel from one of them. So let's just say it's, you know, something related to like your personal life, you know, personal life is down or family life is down. Then, what I what I have to do is I have to take that energy and then I'm going to put it towards any of the other other facets of my life. So I actually typically end up <laughs> becoming very successful right after that because I end up burying myself yeah. into work. And I'm sure somebody might say that seems unhealthy or unbalanced because you're doing it. But the way I look at it is if I'm if I'm failing somewhere in my life, which to me I feel like is is inevitable and is always happening to us, but then I'm excelling somewhere else. You're gonna dig your way out. Yeah, that's how I feel, and I feel yeah. I feel like it'll it, it recreates that balance within balance, if that makes sense, right? It does. Well, see for you, and because I know some people listening are thinking like, "Oh, bury myself in a work that would be it's probably a horrible thing." It, it, it depends on the person, like right? You know, Adam, you know myself, Justin, you know even Doug, the, the four of us. I can speak for you guys. I know this now about you guys as well about myself. Is that we our work? What we do is is passion driven. It's not a job. It's it can very much become our lives um, because we love it. You know, we love it. Like if I won the lottery, if I won that one point whatever five billion dollars, I wouldn't stop doing what I'm doing because I, I love it so much. So really, what it what it is, we say it's work, but in reality, you're burying yourself in something you love, something that that feeds your soul, and it just so happens to be your job and or your work. And most people don't have the luxury of that. Most people have you know hate their jobs or hate their work or they have other things that they that they enjoy. So I guess the advice would be to do things that, that feed your soul, that make you feel good. Uh, and whatever that may be, maybe that may, may be meditation or hiking or being with your, you know, your pets or your family. Um, but for some of us, it's, it's this, it's our work and I'm the same way. I'm exactly the same way. I, you know, I bury myself in typically in research. I remember a few years ago, someone very, very close to me, the most devastating thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Someone very close to me, had was fighting cancer and they actually died. And um, the what made me feel better and what helped me was to bury myself into research. And and that's something I enjoy doing anyway. And so I would just bury myself into it and learn about how to help this person. And then and then other things also. A lot of times I'll, I'll research other things that didn't have to do with the, that particular situation. And it did uh, make me feel better. But we're talking about, you know, stresses that are acute. You know what I mean? We're talking about like life-changing events. Most most of the time, I mean, everybody's going to have those, right? But most of the time, people are are not experiencing these life-changing events. They'll happen once, then the, then nothing will happen for five years or whatever. Uh, most of the time, people experience this low-level to moderate-level stress that's constant. Because what you know, what happens with the acute stress? Let's say your 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 best friend dies, right? It's going to be acute. It's going to be horrible for a year or two years or three years. But then it, you come out of it. You start to come out of it. That's damaging to you. It's it's hard. You get you go through it. You learn. You grow from it. You know, hopefully. 
But this low level to moderate level of stress that never goes away is what really affects people oh, yeah. negatively. And I wanted to talk about that because you know, we, we're ta- we talk a lot about health and fitness and getting more muscular and burning body fat and feeling better. And I would, I, I would say easily the most overlooked factor in people's exercise routines and health routines is stress management. Mm-hmm. Like you ask somebody their routine, like, what do you do for health? And they'll be like, I run, I lift weights, I eat right. That's it. Like, okay, what do you do for stress management? What do you specifically do to target mm-hmm. that low to moderate level of stress that we all experience on a daily basis? Because, you know, you have kids, you're married, you work, you got to pay bills, you know, whatever. How do you deal with that? Or what do you do with that? Because people underestimate it. You know, they don't they don't think it, it, it affects them. Well, that or they, they also take, uh, you know, we know we know guys like this that are buddies of ours that they take their load of stress they have all day long. And then they go take that and then they pound the shit of themselves inside the gym, which is just another stressor. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they probably should have chose something that's more uh, meditative, you know, something that's more relaxing. Or if you are going to go work out, it should be more therapeutic instead of, you know, hammering the body. You've been hammering yourself all day long stress wise and then to go inside the gym. And, and pound. we've kind of mentioned this before on a podcast where. You know, we talked about that type A personality a lot. And, you know, it's taken me years in my career to really be able to, uh, to pinpoint this and assess it right away when I meet somebody. But I'm pretty good at now when I talk to somebody and I learn about their career and what they do and ask the right questions. I kind of pull out and realize, OK, this is what I'm, I've got this. And we deal with it a lot as trainers because a lot of type A personalities are very successful and, and have good businesses and make good money. And they try and take the same mentality that they have applied to you know, uh, their success in business of, you know, killing themselves to be successful financially to over into the gym. And when in reality, because there's somebody who's like that, it's even more important for that person to, you know, find something that is low level, you know, that's not as so intense, you know, driven all the time. And it's important to have that balance. Well, they just completed, there's some studies now that are showing no no joke, no shit, um, that a lot of back pain, a lot of low back pain, is emotional and stress-related. Mm. So where, where they have these people with low back, and as trainers, we've all seen this. Somebody will have back pain or you know they'll, they'll do MRIs, they'll do tests, they'll do all this shit, and everything looks fine. There's no, there's, there's no structural problems, and they can't figure out why the person's back hurts. Or you'll have someone who's got a slip disc, you know, got all got you know different issues with their spine, and they'll have no symptoms at all. Yeah. It's so interesting because you bring that up. Like, there's so many different areas people like they have pain, or like for instance, like they get really tight. Uh, like for me, my jaw and uh, grinding my teeth, and like you know, there's just like these. It's very individual sometimes where you where you see people where they hold stress, and uh, you know, for me, being able to identify. Um, like certain knots in my body or like places where I know that like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm stressing. This isn't like from working out. This is me stressing out. And uh, I mean, that's a hard thing to assess, but I feel like once you get a good sort of pulse on that, uh, it's helpful because then it, then it shows you, look, I need to schedule and, and prioritize, uh, you know, a way to, uh, remove myself for a minute and, and catch a, catch a breath of fresh air. Stress definitely manifests f- uh, itself physically, 100%. It is not, a lot of times you don't even identify. I can't tell you, I'm speaking from personal experience. Uh-huh. We're all having uh, an issue. Uh, you know, here's a real mild one, right? I'll have my eye will twitch. 
Twitch, 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 and it's like fucking going on. And after about a month, I'm like, great, I have multiple sclerosis or something crazy. <laughs> and I realize, and it, you know, but it's it's actually stress. It manifests itself physically. Some people will have pain, uh, systematic pain, pain in their body, their joints. They'll feel low energy, uh, sex drive, appetite. You lose your appetite or you get a massive appetite. You find yourself having cravings, sleep quality, vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. People under a lot of stress sometimes will have just very vivid, crazy, you know, wild dreams. Um, there's your moods, your anxiety, depression. But besides all those those like feelings type of things, physically things will manifest themselves. There's there's lots of situations where people will go and learn to relax and come out and all of a sudden be like, oh, I don't feel I don't feel so tight. And think about it this way: stress. Our bodies evolved with you know mainly you know acute stress. I mean, as as cavemen or whatever. Uh, we encountered situations that were very dangerous, got over those, you know, ran away from the bear or whatever, and then we had period of like no stress because I'm not about to die right now because our, 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 it was all different back then. Mm. And then, oh, acute stress and then I'm okay now. This kind of low level, you know, constantly thinking about, you know, my job or my kids or am I going to pay these bills or how, my future and that uh, over time causes these kinds of problems and, and they, they will manifest themselves. Well, it's crazy that... I just remembered uh, this one study. I, I had watched like this documentary in uh, this this lady that was studying a certain group of monkeys uh, was just uh, observing like the hierarchy, and she noticed that you know your alpha types like there was a couple in the in the group that were the alpha types that um, were just you know living like kings, and you know the stress levels they were actually testing their stress levels and. Um, the, the, the ones that were like immediately below them that were trying to overtake them were like under the most extreme stress because like they're always battling between, uh, trying to fight their way to the top and then everybody underneath in the lifespan was like so significantly less for these, these monkeys that were under stress. And, uh, it just, I mean, the, the overall thesis was basically like, you know, it's good to be on top. It's good to be the kings. It, and, and you know, just seeing that you have control over stress, but, you know, it's this hustle. It's this hustle to always try to, uh, uh, you know, get more, achieve more, be on top. Uh, and that's really going to kill you. It's uh, you have to be it's tough, right? Because I'll tell you what, for me, one of the hardest things to do is to slow down. You know, um, I for a little for a little while I did I would do these uh, restorative yoga classes that I would take, and I'll be honest, I fucking hate restorative yoga. I hate it. <laughs> Why do I hate it? Because I'm sitting there, I'm quiet, and I'm just in my fucking thoughts, and I'm holding a stretch, and I don't like you, to stretch. You're trying not to fart, and I'm yeah, I'm yeah. trying not to fart. I'm holding I'm holding these positions, and it's like uh, it's I have to be with myself. I have to be quiet. I have to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's forcing me. To recognize my stress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. The funny thing is, after doing it, I feel great. I feel fantastic. Like, this was totally... It's totally an exercise because it's uncomfortable. Totally something I need. And so that's what I mean by putting it in as part of your plan. Like, if you're an athlete that trains hard or you're a gym rat and you work out real hard, look at your routine. Where do you insert those things for you? And it's not just about feeling better right away because I can work out real hard and feel better right away because I exerted all this energy. But it's like, is it targeting? Are you are you doing things specifically targeting letting your body come down, allowing yourself to de-stress, to 
you know, relax, meditate, uh, you know, bring yourself down a little bit rather than bring yourself up all the time. Mm -hmm. Because what we need to understand is that state of stress in the body, there's very specific things that happen. Um, you know, certain hormone releases, you know, cortisol is released and, you know, uh, prostaglandins are produced and things happen. And the reason why they happen is they're getting you ready to run or fight, right? Fight or flight. But, uh, which is fine. It's necessary. But low levels of that for long periods of time become destructive on the body. Well, and that that same reaction, like you'll get that just from driving or, you know, day-to-day activities. It's crazy. Like you'll have that fight, flight, you know, like it's still the, the pattern is still there. It's just that now... It's, you know, we're, we're experiencing it in multiple forms all day long. Dude, it requires a ridiculous amount of self-awareness. Like uh, for me, I'm going to speak for myself again. You, you talked about grinding your teeth, right? At night and stuff like that. That's a, that's a sign of stress. Yeah. For me, I'll be standing and I'll be doing something, washing dishes or whatever. And I'll notice my glutes are clenched. Like I'm squeezing my glutes and I'm tense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's uh, that prison nervousness. No, I'm not like no access. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just tense, and I mean, I guess the good part about it is I have amazing glutes now because of the constant trigger sessions that I'm doing on my my ass. But uh, I, that's I'll, why I was going to say something. But I won't notice it. Like I'll be doing something, and I'll and I'll like I'll make a mental check of myself. Like okay, let's like because I'm, I'm you know usually I'll put my headphones on and listen to music while I'm doing it, and I'll be like, oh shit, why am I cleansing? Like why am I tensed? Like why am I squeezing my glutes for? I need to just chill. I hold my breath. You hold your breath. Yeah, that's my thing. So you just. Mm-hmm. You, well, you don't even notice it. Just like you're saying, like you, like I all of a sudden catch myself. That I was like, oh shit, I haven't taken a breath in like a minute. You know, and then you, and then you go right back and what? And it's normally when I'm I'm really focused or really a lot on my mind. You know, I'm so into my thoughts that I don't even pay attention to how if I, how I'm breathing. And I'm like, it's crazy. I'm like so in there that I'm like trying to listen to myself, talk to myself, and then I'm holding my breath. <laughs> and you, I don't realize until I actually need need the air, and then I catch myself taking a huge, <sighs> deep deep breath. I'm like, oh shit! I was sitting there holding my breath. I have someone that I'm I'm helping uh, online right now. She's, if you look at her, she's a. I mean, she looks like a sculpture. Um, she's very lean, very functional, very muscular, uh, in a very natural but athletic way. Um, yet she's experiencing all these symptoms of you know gut issues. Um, you know, pain issues and, uh, you know, hormone issues, energy, sleep, that kind of stuff. All symptoms of, you know, uh, leading to something like metabolic damage, which a lot of it comes from stress as well and overdoing things. And so a lot of my advice was to slow down. So I told her, cut down this cardio. I want you to do yoga twice a week, but it has to be restorative or you can meditate or you can go for a long, slow walk. That's your cardio. I want you to go walk real slow. And telling someone like that, you know, that is... For her, it's probably very difficult to hear because she's a fu- she's a machine. Oh, yeah, if you yeah. saw her, she is literally a machine. She's one of the top. I mean, she's like the one percent of people who work out. And you know, luckily she she was at the point where she was self aware enough to kind of recognize it, and she's she's doing it. And we're only two weeks into it, but already she's seeing the the benefit. She's already saying, "Wow, I feel better. My sleep's a little bit better." And those changes are continuing. We changed her diet too to, to kind of be nourishing. Um, and it's it's a difficult thing to do if you're in that position. Because part of it too, if you're into fitness, part of the whole slowing down thing, there's also this fear. There's the fear of A, I don't like doing shit that's not challenging because it's not fun. And then here's the other challenge. I'm going to get fatter. Or I'm going to lose my muscle. Like I have to be 100% all the time yeah. or I'm going to lose my gains. And that's a fear which causes anxiety. Causes lots of anxiety. Um, and it prevents you from 
you know, prevents you from really doing what's good for your body. And here's the flip side of that, by the way. You address these issues, you you address them and you make them part of your, your programming, part of your routine. Uh, you're actually going to, I mean, from a visible standpoint, you'll look better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your skin will look healthier. Your eyes will look, you know. You know, we'll call sunken in and dark circles. It's amazing when you, when you, you can, I can always tell when I see someone who's like really healthy. Yeah. You, you just tell, you can tell their skin. They're their vibrant. Face. Yeah, they're vibrant. They glow, you know, it's a trip, especially as we age, right? A certain taste. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, tra- you're yeah. talking about a 17 or a 20 year old. It's kind of hard to tell. But as, you, as we start to get into our 30s, 40s and 50s, I mean, how many 30 year olds you guys know that are in your mid 30s like us and that were buddies or girlfriends of yours when we were growing up and you see them now and you're just like, damn. Oh, the ravages of stress have destroyed oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, damn. Oh. <laughs> Work's been good, I see, huh? It's horrible. <laughs> I, Go to your reunion. That's always fun. I'll have clients <laughs> that uh, will that are like super go, go, go executives. And you can I can always see it in their face and their stress. And I'm always trying to like balance the, you know, the workout between, okay, we're trying to produce results and we're just trying to like get your body to come down a little bit. Because I'm always trying to balance that, right? And then they'll go on a vacation. Like, oh, I'm going to Hawaii for a week. They'll they won't work out when they're in Hawaii. They'll eat whatever. They'll come back and I'll look at them. I'm like I, I always I, I can always tell. I'm like they look five years younger. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit, you came back from vacation and you look better than when we were working out and you're trying to eat right because you allowed your you you, you kind of let go a little bit. Yeah. Um. It's it's a it's it's dramatic in many cases. Catching all them sun rays too. It's it's yeah. You get yeah. in the sunshine and yeah, yeah. It's pretty dramatic. So I I think if you're if if you're looking to make this a part of your routine uh you know even if you do it and it depends on the person but even if you do it once a week like take one day a week and instead of doing your hardcore hit cardio or whatever say to yourself you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna re- i'm gonna get an audiobook something that's enjoyable i'm gonna play that audiobook on my headphones and i'm gonna go for a slow walk dude it's so funny you said this is where we're so much alike that's mm-hmm. that is me right there throw on a throw on a podcast that i like to listen to that's informational you know that i enjoy Go walk the dogs. Yeah, I do just, the same thing. That know, is through that the is, woods. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm, dude, that I'm is good. that is my ritual. Because here, I also feel like, and I know it's it's relaxing, and I want it to be therapeutic. But part of what drives me and makes me feel happy and what makes me tick is is growing, right? And we've kind of talked about this before about growth. And so I feel like if I can do something that's relaxing, meditating, and I'm learning all at once. It's like I feel like I can walk away from that being like, fuck, feel productive. Yeah, I feel super productive and accomplished without having to have worked so hard and killed it in the gym or done something super intense, you know, the last hour, that hour and a half. absorbing. Was, yeah, right? Yeah. My, I was, I was, it was, uh, what was, it? what did they say? Uh, or no, you said it the other day on the, uh, the lady who told you uh, work on your, work inside out versus. Instead yeah. of working out, work in. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, work in. That's what it is. That's it's, what it is. Because you think of working out, it's putting energy out. It's pushing. It's ah, everything's out. Working in is quiet, right. inside, internal. Sucking me, in all the good. I'm here now. Yeah. I'm in the present. I'm not thinking about future. I'm not thinking about past. Very difficult to do, by the way. Um, but I am present right now. I'm aware of my body. I'm aware of how things feel. I'm aware of my breath. I'm aware of how I feel at this very moment. And I'm also aware that the past and present are don't really exist. The only thing that exists is this very second, which is now gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And I just <laughs> got a boner. And I just got a yeah. yeah. I always have a boner. Happens. Um, the for me, um, you know, because yes, I love to learn, right? But this is something I've had to identify for myself, because learning for me or reading, you know, I'll get all excited and I'll get all obsessed about a subject, and I'll start reading some hardcore shit, studies and research, and and I'll get super engulfed into it. And yes, I love it, but I recognize that for me, 
that isn't restorative. It's actually a form of stress on me. It might be different than other forms of, you know, than other types of stress. But for me, it gets me so obsessed and so going that it's not my restorative thing. So what I do, because I'm always trying to grow, just like what you just said, Adam, is I'll rather than reading things that are very factual, objective, things that are very specific, is I'll read something that's very esoteric. Or I'll listen to something that's very esoteric. So nothing that's like research and studies, but I'm going to read a book about spirituality or, spirituality, or there's a book called Many Lives, Many Masters, one of my favorite books of all times. Um, it's a very esoteric book. Um, it, it gets you to think a lot and, and it's a story. So it's not like a scientist saying this, this, this. it's a story. It's, it, it says it's a true story, but it's it, nonetheless, it's a story. And so I can kind of get lost in it and get lost in my my thoughts and things that are abstract and not so concrete and hard and um, and so you know quote unquote stressful in that sense or you know I read uh, and then of course when I read that book it took me into a and then I, then there were things that I could get real real obsessed about information and stuff like that but I try to find those type of topics like okay I'm gonna go on the internet and I'm gonna watch a video on uh, you know this uh, philosopher's concept of consciousness. You know what I mean? That's very esoteric, very kind of out there. Um, but I'll think about that and I'll meditate on that. And that to me is more restorative. And I still feel like I'm growing. No, I like that. You know that. what I'm saying? Oh, I like, I like that a lot. I, I, how about, you know, uh, not dwelling on it and just kind of sit around? Because you think, okay, someone might hear this and go, oh, okay, well, rest. I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to do anything. And then you have kind of uh, just as bad of effect because oh. you, you sit and you Depends do, where your mind is, man. That could be horrible, yeah. right? You, you sit and just doing it. wallow yeah. in it, feel sorry for yourself. You just like... you, And that goes back to the, making the problem even bigger than it what it was. It almost is better to move, you know, even if it's real subtle movement. Yeah. You, you just, just to get, you know, the body uh, off of that fact where it's just all in the head. Right. Yeah. Here's something else that I noticed that just really just came to me real strongly right now that is a very, very big part of how I handle tough situations or even low moderate levels of stress you know a lot of times when wonder we're under a, a higher than normal amount of stress a lot of us become irritable and snappy and angry okay and we tend to take it out on the people around us we tend to take it out on the people we love probably because we know they're not going anywhere so they can we can punch them like punching bags and they're not going to go anywhere and we're it's a safe place to let out your anger and frustrations well, here's something that I that I started doing a long time ago in situations like this. Rather than allowing myself to be irritated with people around me or things around me and letting and getting things out in that way, I remind myself how much I love the people around me who've been there for me and then I verbalize it. I tell them, when I'm under stress, if you're close to me, if you're my friend and I'm under a, a difficult situation, you're going to hear more uh, you know, more things out of me like I love you. I care about you. You're such a good friend. Um, you know, I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. And people feel uncomfortable. And I apologize if you're one of my friends and I make you feel weird because I tend to do this. But it feels so much better. And it helps them because people around you want to help. You know, sometimes when you're when you're under serious situations, they want to help you. And they just don't know how. And really treating them like, like shit is not a good strategy, even though they might understand. But saying these kinds of things to them, man, it comes back times a million. All of a sudden, you've got people who, you know, just they just want to listen. They want to be there for you. And it just it's just so much more effective. And it makes me feel better to tell people that like, oh, man, you know, you know, I'm so stressed out right now. This stuff's going on. But I want to let you know, dude, like I seriously appreciate you listening to me for the last 10 minutes 
talk about all my problems. And they're going to always respond with, no, 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 I'll hear anything. I'm your friend. I'll listen to what you have. Like, like, no, I understand that. But you just sat there and listened to all this stuff. And I don't care that you say something or nothing. I just want to let you know, man, I appreciate you doing that. And one day, I hope I can repay you. Saying stuff like that makes a, um, it helps a lot. Makes a big, big difference. So that's just some, you know, little little thing that I've that I found in the past. So sometimes, bro, I tell you what. Sometimes we <laughs> sometimes we couldn't be more. You guys alive. are the same. Oh, right I, and I know. I know you've received yeah. those text messages before. Oh, from absolutely. Me. I mean, Justin and I have been together for a very long time, and that is yeah. what I am notorious. You guys are exactly the same. When I get stressed and I and like I'm down on some of that, like I, I I do the exact same thing. I look at the things that I am grateful for in my life, and especially the people that are closest to me that do make my life easier, that do make my life better. And then I express it. And I'm totally that guy. And yeah. I'm totally that guy that will send it to another guy. I know Justin's received at least 10, 15 of those messages before me for over the last 10 years from me. Are sure. they naked pictures? I'm not <laughs> even uncomfortable anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right. You're I not- totally just receive it. And I try and reciprocate. It almost, you know, listening to you say it and then, and, and then uh, and realizing, you know, myself, I have the same habits. It, it's almost like the, the drunk guy who gets really happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when he's <laughs> yeah, drunk, he's exactly. Like, I love you, bro. You know, yeah. you mean so much. Uh, to and me. you're the other guy uh, and you're uncomfortable. Just yeah, don't yeah. kiss me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, you know, dude! Just, I, just don't kiss me. I'm a very—I'll tell you what, dude. This is. I'll funny. hug you. I'm a very touchy-feely person. I will kiss you. I—I <laughs> I have kissed. That's I gotta watch out. That's for your you, Italian dude. side, bro. That's my oh, Italian that side. Is your I have kissed so many dudes <laughs> on on the cheek. On that note, <laughs> yeah. I I am telling you, I'll if I go out and I'm having one of those moments, I'll grab my, my buddy's face and I'll just give him a fucking kiss right on his forehead. You know what I want Doug hey, to do? you know what? I was raised that way. So I, want, I want Doug yeah, to that's do fine. You got to repeat that line like three I times know. in a row in there. Like, well, let's wanna, start the episode yeah, with that yeah, and then end it with yeah, that. Yeah, we got to hear that in there a few times. It. <laughs> it's, hey, listen, there's nothing. I have, he said it with authority too. So I have kissed guys. lots of men in my life. Yeah, lots okay. of men in my life. Yeah. It only Listen, it only counts if there's tongue. If there's no tongue. It's true. You know, yeah. I, was, I was raised that way. We, we, well, my family, lock them in. my family, yeah. we kiss a lot. It's just the way we are. You know, it's it, I, the reason I was smirking and and I had to share that myself after you said that was, you obviously have uh, thought about that, and I like to think I'm a pretty self aware guy and, and reflect on, on. You didn't realize that you did that? No, I, you know, not until you, why I'm, I'm like, holy shit, that is so me right there. Because I am the guy out of all my buddies and stuff like that. I'm the one that does that the most. And I do it. I tend to do it anytime other shit's bad. When shit's not going good in my life and stuff like that, or I got a lot of stress on me, you know, I've already sent out two of those text messages already, mm. you know? So that's just, that's my, that is my MO is to, to I'll find- tell you what, as a man coming from a man, because uh, I think women have an easier time doing this. And, oh, of course. And a lot of it's yeah. cool. Girl, all the girl listeners right now are like, no big deal. Yeah. That's, that, it's, and that's <laughs> a, this is like groundbreaking. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, like me. that's a cultural societal <laughs> thing, right? Women, women are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but women, women right, that's perfect. That's why I'm Justin, like, I'm trying to learn from you guys. I'm not there yet. <laughs> We're going to get a text from yeah. Justin. He's, it's going to be like, I, I like you guys. Yeah. I guess yeah. it. You, you guys are cool. Uh, yeah. He's going to say like a compliment. Like, yeah. hey, uh, see I, you later. I liked your shoes today. Yeah. I want you to know. <laughs> yeah. You're an asshole. High five. You're an yeah. asshole, but you're a cool asshole. <laughs> no, still I, high coming fives. from a man, I got to say this. Coming from a man, let me tell you why this is so such a big thing. I'm not trying to go on another subject, but because society says and cultures say it's not okay for men to express themselves with affection, in particular, some cultures it's okay to express your affection physically. I'm Italian. And men kiss each other all the time. Um, but it's not... It's not really acceptable to really be verbal about it in most cultures. Like you don't, you can't. It's hard for a fucking guy to sit across and from another dude and talk about for five minutes 
how much they love and appreciate that guy. It's uncomfortable. Justin, right now, listening to me, is <laughs> is fucking crawling out of his skin. You see my nails yeah. just digging into yeah. his chair? Yeah, I'm creating stress in Justin right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but to be able to say yeah, it and to true. be comfortable with it and to release it, let me tell you something, man. It is a, it is an amazing feeling because, uh, I, you know, I must sound stupid, but, you know, every day could be your last day. And I'll tell you what, man, if today's my last day, I'm comfortable knowing, I told the people around me, how I really fucking feel. There's no secrets, you know what I mean? There's no like, I hope they know how much I really, really care about that person. Well, they it, fucking know. It right? even, well, nah, it even kind of goes true. back to our whole mantra, which is zero fucks, man. I mean, that's what, that to me, it's like, I don't give a fuck what somebody else thinks. I don't care if you're going to interpret it as me being gay. I don't care. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. care about all that shit. Like, he's all Dutch rudder. It's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't care. That's and you have to have that that attitude. And I, you going back to society. I feel like society um, is so quick to judge everybody, and that it's their own insecurities that do that. Yeah. And that's something that I learned a long time ago. Was just like, you know, when people have issues with things like that, or people talk shit, or people like that's to me like now that stuff doesn't even is stop bothering me a long time ago because instantly right away once if anyone ever attacks me or says something derogatory towards like something like that it's an automatic obvious alarm just went off that that person has got some serious issues they're dealing with and that's how they are they're verbalizing it by make putting you down or making you feel silly for something that they feel insecure about because they can't do man i'll tell you what the sense of comfort you get like you feel you feel so much more comfortable in your skin shit just rolls off your body dude you feel so much more comfortable in your skin when you stop giving a shit about what people think yep. about you, like, I feel, and it's just, I feel like, it just feels good. And I feel like it does. I like to think that, uh, and, and I'm sure if we some of our older listeners that that's are a stress reliever right there, 50, there 50s plus and some of that, you know, getting way up there, like in Doug's age, I'm sure Doug can attribute <laughs> Doug, to, to, we, we call Doug, it the, the, the well, silver age. Well, and I've heard people say this before, right? Like you, you, your 20s are this way, 30s are this way, 40s are this way, and they kind of say like when you get around your your 40s and 50s, you kind of just naturally people get that like finally they go like. What the fuck do I care? I'm gonna wear some pro wing, pro wing sneakers and Hanes white t shirts yeah. every fucking day because yeah, yeah. why should I do yeah. anything else? I'm gonna wear that tiny ass little robe that my balls hang. Yeah, out. yeah exactly. I don't care. At one at one point, <laughs> you get that. I find it. Uh, I, I think it's very empowering and it's it's uh, awesome to see when uh, we start learning that early, early on, earlier in life. When Justin's in his like 40s, 50s, he'll start. He's gonna start dressing like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wear the brown robe like fucking Obi Wan. I hope you do that. I hope you. I hope you do that sooner than that yeah. because I can't wait. That'll be just be funny. You walk in the studio Call one day, just rode that. He's like, rode out. he's like, I'm comfortable. I don't care what people think. I'm at one with the force. It's all good. <laughs> oh my god! I told Adam like when, when back when I was like working on this game, I went to, just to learn. Like I'm 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 this guy that wants to go places that like I people wouldn't think I ever would do. And I went to this one get together. It was all these game developers, and uh, I walk in, and it was like. Nobody would talk to me, dude. And I'm like, hey, guys. And like, everybody was like kind of staring at their computer and like, yeah, like <laughs> scared to talk. I'm like, dude, I, like, I want to learn from you guys. Like, oh, what are you working on there? And uh, like, like, oh, it was so awkward. <laughs> I, I just don't fit. I don't fit with, with them. Did I, you I tried? Y- yeah, I don't. I don't. You know what? I this way, you know, not to go into the subject, but if I'm at a party, I'm the guy that roams around. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. totally. I don't fit in one. Like yeah. I'll hang out with two or three people, and then I okay, I gotta go. Like like I gotta roam around because I don't feel like I necessarily fit in one, you know, one group. Yeah, very very strange. 
Yeah. Except you guys. I could probably hang out with you guys for a couple hours. Uh, yeah, that's what's weird. <laughs> well, I I think that also goes we to our our, cur- our curious minds, too. I want to know what's going on all around me. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I, when you say that, I envision myself like when we're at Vegas and we'll, we'll always have some table somewhere out there and the place is going crazy. I can't just stay at my table and dance, dance there all night long. I oh, have, you got to walk around. I've got to walk around and go yeah. around and mingle and see people and see what's going on. Like, I don't know. I just... I feel like you're a part of this crazy thing that's happening with all these people in one place. When you think about that, it's kind of unique. You know what I'm saying? That many human beings that that different all mingling and doing stuff and dancing and talking and yelling and screaming and spilling alcohol. It's just, I'm fascinated. I'm a people watcher for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I got I to gotta get around and, and, and intertwine. That sounds way better than a game development conference. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what? Before we sign off, uh, this show, doing this, talking on this mic, knowing... I don't even know. I mean, people are listening or not. Just talking like this. You don't know. Of this course is, you do. No, I mean, I know, but what I'm saying is... It's therapy. It's... Are you kidding me? It's yeah. crazy therapy. Oh, yeah. This is the most therapeutic thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I already feel... Seriously, I already feel a lot better. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every single time, so... Good. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, and please subscribe to Mind Pump and leave us a five-star rating and review. We love you. We care about you. <laughs> yeah. Restorative Mind Pump. That's right. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>